Welcome to the Dating Kinky Podcast, a cast about love, sex, romance, and kink. Wowee, what an amazing week this has been. Three live and free webinars, that new ethical non-monogamy project in the works for June, and a brand spanking new voicemail system that allows you to send me anonymous questions, give feedback, and offer your thoughts is now online. Ah! We're testing it out this month, so feel free to send me some love. The link is in the podcast info. But on to today's topic. Potential pitfalls of power exchange in long-term relationships. So, in the first week of January, I holed up and I wrote 68 chapters, about 38,000 words, all about FLR, femdom, and women in charge relationships, also known as the book for March to my team. It's part of my 12 books in 12 months in 2020 goal, which so far I've been crushing. I'm a tad bonkers. I know this about myself. Anyway, one of the ways I do this is I create a book based on questions. Many are questions I've been asked a lot over the years. Some are newer questions solicited for the project. If you're on my FetLife, you might have seen some of these in my feed. One of the newer questions for this book was, what are the pitfalls of femdom in marriage? And as I was writing the chapter, I realized that the very same pitfalls apply to all power exchange relationships, and so I wanted to share them with you. Of course, my knee-jerk reaction was to say, none, and be done with that chapter. Believe me, every once in a while, I can answer a question quickly, like in a couple of paragraphs, and I celebrate because that reduces my writing time that day. I often give myself a goal of like X number of chapters today. The thing is, that's not entirely true. There are potential pitfalls to any relationship choice. And if I'm going to write this book and answer questions, well, I needed to really think things through. And when I did, well, here it is. I generalized it to all power exchange relationships. Just like any other relationship style, Power exchange dynamics have their gotchas in marriage or any other long-term arrangement. Let's take a look at these. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Power can go to your head. Of course it can. And the challenge is to avoid using that power to reinforce the idea that you are a better or more deserving person because you have that power. This could potentially lead to thoughts or behaviors of dehumanization from the dominant towards the submissive. It's an easy habit to fall into, and it becomes a situation where power is used to railroad the submissive partner instead of compassion used to make sure that both partners are served by a mutual relationship dynamic. Manipulation. And with power comes the ability to manipulate. Now, manipulation is not inherently evil. It can be used for good or bad things. As a behavior modification enthusiast myself, I love using manipulation techniques to improve my own life and that of my pet. 
It's easy to see the appeal, though, to use power to convince someone that they want something that you want or that their desires are just a passing fancy and not as important as yours. And to me, that crosses the line because that's not consensual. Band-Aid. Of course, any new relationship style, power exchange, ethical non-monogamy, parenthood, can be used as a quick fix or patch to hide huge problems in a relationship's foundation. The newness, the excitement, the bonding togetherness of figuring it out. It feels like it's fixing things when it's not. Any power exchange dynamic is best when the original relationship foundation is whole and stable. Codependency. For those with deeply submissive natures, it's incredibly easy to lose themselves in their roles and to take on the wants, needs, and preferences of their dominant. To the point where they lose who they are as an individual and become a mere hanger-on to another's life. While some people aim for just this thing, and I'm not going to say that's wrong, just worth treading very carefully. For the majority of people, it is not a conscious and consented to process. And because it happens gradually over time, it's hard to find and to root out if it's not watched for from the beginning. Abuse. Of course. Just because you're kinky doesn't mean you're not in an abusive relationship. I discussed the differences in a recent podcast, BDSM versus abuse. I'd suggest that whenever there might be a question in your mind about your own or another's relationship, that maybe you give that a listen uh, or read through or listen to any other similar references and really examine what's going on. All that said, pretty much any or all of these things happen in every type of relationship. The power exchange does encourage some of them in ways that other more equal dynamics might not. But I think we can all agree that even without power exchange, we have seen these things happen to friends and loved ones, perhaps even ourselves. What are your thoughts? What did I miss? Have you seen any of these potential pitfalls in your own relationships or others? Ha! Feel free to use our new voicemail system to uh, answer these questions. Send me feedback. Thank you for joining me today. If you loved this episode, please share it with others who you think would enjoy it. And please do join me at DatingKinky.com. It's built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Find me on FetLife as Nookie Notes. And on Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, Facebook, and Medium as Dating Kinky. Have a kinky day, and I'll catch you next episode. <laughs>